0: Everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Just
1: another Monday. Let's
0: get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show.
2: Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big thanks to our title sponsor. Mountain America Credit Union. Get 0% interest on all purchases through May of 2020 with a new Mountain America credit card. For details, visit macu.com or call 1-800-748-4302. Mount, Mountain America Credit Union. Gordo! We're live from the Zions Bank basketball campus. We're currently in the media room and uh we're we're bothering all the writers. Should we
3: apologize to all my my uh my brethren and sisters in the uh print media for blabbing so loudly while I they're think, trying think, to
2: work? Well Eric Walden is uh uh shaking his head yes, so that's probably <laughs> <laughs> a nice, uh, a good place to start. How many press boxes have you been in? Well, you, you
3: don't write, but you you write some stuff, I guess, often again. But I've been in a lot of press boxes after, say, football games on a rainy Saturday night or afternoon mm-hmm. where a lot of people are talking in the press box. And uh, I do prefer it to be library quiet. You do? Yeah. No, yeah, well, that's not a so surprise. So I'm feeling their pain a little bit. But on the other hand, they get to listen to our insight and let that uh, distill down upon them. So do that. that's
2: probably a real blessing for them. Blessing. Yeah. I wonder <laughs> if they would describe it uh, as a blessing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, but no, it's fun. There, there, there's a great group of people that cover the, the jazz. Really, Utes and Cougars. I mean, we there's a great, uh, great group of people in the media here. So it's our pleasure to bother them today. Yes, we will. Uh, indeed. Uh, we are here. Be a uh, big announcement and a press conference uh, today, and so we'll we'll see how that goes. We're, we're hoping for some special guests that don't want to to jinx anything, but uh, this should be a real fun show today.
3: Looking forward to it. An and uh, after this last weekend
2: of sports action, all kinds of stuff to talk about. Yeah. Can I say real quick though that I'm am I feel fortunate to be here today. Because Why did you avert danger somehow over yes, the weekend? Yes, yes, no. Like just last night. So I've told you before that I've had incidents of, of sleepwalking. Got a the, a bit of a sleepwalk issue. What happened last night? I got out of bed. Apparently, this is the, <laughs> I don't remember any of this. Got out of bed. Told my wife I was going comb across your head. <laughs> told my wife I was going to the bathroom, and walked straight out the front door. No pants on, just straight out the front door. People in
3: Utah in the get prosecuted for being uh, without clothes in their own house. You're out in the
2: front yard. It's she just to, a naked man. She had to, to come get me and uh, and usher me back back into bed. But I'm glad she was there or uh, that what I woke would have her happened? up. What would have happened I had know. she
3: not gone and got you? I don't know. That's would, what I'm would, saying. Would I have something no have awakened you uh, mid-stride? <laughs> I don't know. It was kind of cold outside last night, but I decided well, to go. If it's really cold, you don't want to be out naked so your neighbors can see you. So I feel really fortunate
2: that I'm here today because I feel like, you uh, could be in jail. I, well, I feel like I i, I don't know. I, I don't know. What if I got in the car and drove somewhere? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> drive through some drive through. Is there a 24 hour drive through in Utah anywhere? I don't know. But anyway, so I, I have no recollection of any of that. How far into the yard did you get? I don't know. You'd have to ask my wife. I mean, were you, were you right by the door or were you out in the yard? I was I was out. On the street. Well, I was out far enough because she, she, it was the time it took her to realize that it was the front door that was opening. And
3: <laughs> and did you, the, uh, did the you bathroom. take care of your business in the front yard? I don't think so.
2: Oh. I, but I could have. I don't know. <laughs> that, that is frightening, man. right? I've
3: heard of people that do that. And I've also heard of uh, you know screamers in the middle of the night. That's a little dis- dis- disheartening as well. I mean uh, that 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 happens. Yeah, they- I, I had a friend whose wife in the middle of the night. Ah! That was would- out of the blue. What was that? What was that again? Oh, I'm do it again.
2: But uh, anyway, well, could you, glad- could you recreate that uh- moment? <laughs> I'm, Maybe we'll give Austin a minute, and we're I'm, gonna have glad, to play that again. I'm glad you made it back safe. I seriously, I'm glad. I, I I'm glad I'm able to be here and doing the show. You know what she should have done? She should have taken a picture of that. That would have been funny. Me just standing outside, <laughs> outside in my underwear. Oh, so you were covered? Uh, yeah, okay. I, I Yeah, I I had underwear on. Okay. All right. I mean, it's still not good. <laughs> <laughs> Still. Wow! That that uh, what are you going to do about that? I don't know because we don't. I mean, I don't. It doesn't happen all the time, and I don't know what what triggers it. But anyway, good could to see you. Could good to you, see could you, buddy. Could you,
3: could you trip? Could you fall? I'm sure, it, I could. Oh, all right. Well, I'm glad you made it. Yeah, me too.
2: Ah! All right, lost you, ah! dude. <laughs> 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 oh man! Good job, Austin. Well done. All right, a lot to get to. Let's dive into the football over the weekend. It's time for the split story of the day.
0: Two guys, two topics, two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone. Hit it. And The Zone Sports Network. Ah! Romney sneaks under center. Ah. He's uh. going to throw it. <laughs> Man, wide open. It's Bushman. Touchdown. BYU surprising Boise State on the fourth down and short. And they get six points out of it. Here's Katoa Tahifo, flea ficker, Romney, another man wide open, and it's another touchdown for Matt Bushman. Another great play call by Jeff Grimes. Catches mm-hmm. Boise State off guard. A yeah. 40-yard play. And it's 28 to 10. Here's Fee now. Big run. Nobody in his way, touchdown Sione Fina. The redshirt freshman busts one for 46 yards.
4: I don't think people really realize and uh, understand how much we love Kalani. He's a great mentor, phenomenal coach. Uh, I I think people are are too quick to criticize and attack him. We're behind Kalani. We love him. We play for him. You know, regardless of whether his job is on the line or not, you're going to get, you know, 123 guys who are playing for Kalani. I I love him. He's a great coach, phenomenal coach. And regardless of of what's, you know, happening, what's up, you know, what's next? I think we just all love Kalani. You know, that's just kind of the, the bottom line is we love him and, and uh, we'll fight for him any day. Tell you what, what a
2: weekend of sports uh, across the entire state. Let's start with, uh, with BYU, Gordon, who pulled out an unlikely victory over a top 15 opponent, 28-25, uh, against Boise State. And I'll, I'll tell you what, that call to go for it on fourth down to end the game I took a lot of guts. What were you thinking that when, when you saw that they were going to
3: do it? Because on the one hand, yeah, you pick up a couple of inches, but in, you never know where they're going to spot the ball. And that's where football is an absolute joke. Nobody knows exactly where right. that ball is when, it, when a runner is stopped. I mean, it's impossible. You can't do it. And so what they do is they pick a spot and they go, okay, that's good. And in that case, they reversed it. And uh, but, but anyway, uh, so when you're going for it in a huge situation like that, you got you know you got to make sure that you not just pick up the first down but show to the referees that you did so. And when when that call was made I thought it was a bad call. Did you? Uh well how many coaches how many coaches would have done that?
2: I'd say probably 10%, very few. I I loved it because you know what if they gave the ball back to Boise, Boise State, State was they gonna were going to lose. They were going to win. Yeah, we yeah. are right. I mean the way it was going I I thought it was it was brilliant. In its, in its gutsiness, because that's that's a coach reading the game.
3: On the 34-yard line, yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, no matter what the circumstances were, Boise State had the momentum. They were picking
2: up yardage, and BYU's defense was sagging. And what happened against Toledo? Epic collapse. What happened against South Florida? Epic collapse.
3: Well, so that was what was so funny about Kalani. Afterward, he said, well, I trusted my guys.
2: Well, he didn't trust his defense. Not really. Yeah, he... he he tr He trusted his O line. <laughs> uh, uh, Austin consensus man
3: jumps in there and got a push from behind. I think to help matters out a little bit. That was a obviously everybody knows that was a huge huge call. It was the play of the game. It was the game. It was because I think Boise State would have scored too. I did too. And Kalani must have uh, been able to dial in on that. And he. Uh, he goes for it and gets it. Boy, when a coach makes a call like that, he's willing to take Can you imagine if they hadn't picked it up? Oh, he'd be, and Boise State bar- scores a touchdown? Yeah, he'd get barbecued. Uh, that that may have, that may have been his job right there. Yep. Right there. And, and it went his way. He said, the way I read his post-game remarks, he looked into the eyes of his players, and, he, and they must have convinced him that, hey, we got this. You know, and so he let them do it, and uh, that's huge. It was huge. I didn't expect BYU to beat Boise State, uh, and and the way the game went on the whole, BYU was. I mean, it it belonged. It belonged. The Cougars. But here's the thing about that: when you play like that and you show what you're capable of doing, is it
2: not an indictment on the weeks you don't do it? Yeah, and i I'm sure it's just maddening for fans. It's got to be,
3: and. Whoever that who was that who was talking when we came in? Uh, who was it? Uh, Isaiah Kapusi. Okay. Isaiah was saying, uh, we'll fight for Kalani. We love him. We'll fight for him. Well, win for him then.
2: That's exactly what they did. Consistently. I don't know. We'll when see. When you play
3: South Florida, win for him. Yeah. You know, when you play Toledo, win for him. So, yeah, it was huge. I, I, BYU played a terrific game. They deserve to win, but boy, they did it by the by, the, just by the the thinnest
2: of margins. And by the way, Boise State losing is not the worst thing in the world. I I enjoy watching the Broncos. Why lose, do you hate
3: so. Boise State?
2: Oh, their fans are annoying. They don't have that many of them. All five of them are <laughs> are obnoxious.
3: Well, yeah. And how about uh, Romney's performance? Pretty calm for a, a kid who had, hadn't started a game for five years. And he goes out there and leads his team to victory that way. That was impressive. And the defense stopped the run. Uh, they, as we are talking about it, they uh, looked like they'd tired out uh, in the fourth quarter. But, uh, but man, they, uh, they, they really did a much better job of uh, stopping uh, the ground game. And how many yards did uh, Boise? Boise State—they uh, weren't great. I mean, 174. 170,
2: right? Yeah. That, hey, the way they were playing the run, they've been playing the run this year. Yeah. That's a that's a W. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I thought I thought Boise State was just going to run roughshod over them, and they didn't. And I, I thought the game was, the defense was. Uh, you could tell Kalani was more involved. It was. Better. It was more intense. It was
3: more intense. And in but it did tire out at the end. That was kind of weird the way that happened. Well, Boise State's a good team. That's a good team. You might hate them. Other people around here might not like them. That's a quality outfit. And you would expect them to put up uh, some uh, fairly talented plays. And they did toward the
2: end. It just wasn't, they ran out of time. That game goes another five minutes. Boise State was. Yeah. That'd be you would have been in trouble. But that, hey, they won. And that's a big win. That program needed that win in the worst way. How about this for an idea?
3: Pass the freaking ball to Matt Bushman.
2: <laughs> He's the best player on the offense.
3: Pass the ball to that guy. And I don't care what kind of offensive scheme you've got to come up with. Make it so that guy gets open and get him the ball. He is the best player on the offense.
2: You'd go Oregon State on it, where they'd only throw the ball to one receiver. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, that was a huge win for BYU, and, and the players
3: were excited. And I get it. When you're 2-4 and four on the season, your coach's job is on the line, and you go out and put up a performance like that, uh, a tip of the cap to the Cougars.
2: All right, let's switch gears and talk to you through real quick. Because um, we're going to get uh, distracted with this uh, with this press conference, and I do want to get your thoughts. I know you were at the game and wrote about it, but twenty-one to three was the final. And PK said this this morning, and I thought, you know, I thought about it a little bit, and he he might be right on the money. He said this was the best defensive performance from a Ute team in the Pac-12 era. I don't know if that's true, but it certainly was stellar. I mean, it was. More than still, when, right? When, that's right? That's totally underselling when, how good it when was. When
3: Kyle Whittingham says afterward, when he's asked about his defense, and if there's anything to correct, he said, there's nothing to correct. Kyle Whittingham, are you kidding me? That's pretty good. It was awesome. That defense was awesome. Awesome. And uh, they shut down uh Arizona State's best receiver. Yep. Ayuk
2: I- had one reception for 7
3: yards. Yes. I mean, it was it was it was very impressive and it was a good tough hard-nosed football game. Bad
2: weather. You know, it sucked. I would have hated to sit through that. Of course, I was nice and warm in the press box. Cozy, dry. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Did you wave Good at everybody food out there? Up there?
3: It was uh, it was nice, <laughs> but, I, but I'm telling you, they they, they didn't even feel it. They were just playing game and making tackles, and and Bradley and I is in the freaking backfield of the Devils
2: all game long. He was a monster. That poor freshman yeah. who was lined up opposite him had, they, a, they, had they, a rough day. Yep, yep. And the entire that quarterback was
3: uh, he looked like a freshman in that game, and and the Utes made him made him look that
2: way. Four but, of eighteen for twenty five yards. You are saying that's I, I, not I, th- real
3: good? I think his passing rating was like twenty five or something.
2: 22. I don't know. it was really yeah, low. That
3: was a long day uh, for him. And it was obvious in the first half that Arizona State could not score on the Utes. I mean, the first half that Utes. Uh, racked up 235 rushing, I mean total yards, and the Devils had 42.
2: <laughs> one of those, 42 yards. One of those days for the Devils. And, and even though the uh, the
3: Utes were handing the ball over, giving it up, you know, and that's unlike uh, Whittingham's team. But three fumbles in the interception, Tyler Huntley's first interception of the year. Uh, they gave the Devils opportunities to do something, but they couldn't even. That on that field goal, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. They got they got the turnover, and their drive for the field goal was minus four yards. That's <laughs> a good drive. And did they get the ball, like, on the 18 or yeah. something? I mean, it was ridiculous what the Utes did. that. As I watched that game, I thought, okay, this is what we all expected to see out of the Utes. This is one of the best teams in the country. Yeah. And that's the way they looked in that game. I know the offense wasn't overly... Glitzy.
2: Um, well, give a look at the circumstances. Yes. I mean uh, it
3: was a tough, yeah. uh, tough conditions, and Tyler Huntley was uh, was hurt. I'll tell you, in that series where Huntley left the game, and then uh, Zach Moss, Moss leaves the game on that that pretty vicious hit, uh, that targeting call. Uh, I thought, man, those are the Utes' two key players on offense, and to lose them so quickly like that, in such a short span, was. Uh, was uh, alarming, and yet they both came back in. Yep. It was it was a terrific performance by the Utes. Not overly pretty, but very convincing. I've, I this is going to be interesting to see how it comes down between Oregon and Utah because
2: that's what it's going to come down to, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know USC. They look pretty good over the weekend. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, and I do want to get your thoughts. We'll get them a little bit later on on Herm Edwards and his apology for the aggressive shot. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we'll get into that a little bit later on in the show. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, live from the Zions Bank basketball campus right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: This is DJ and PK. I turn my preaching responsibilities
3: over
5: to Reverend Kenahan. Amen. Reverend Kinahan, I've heard you called a lot of things, but never Reverend Kinahan. Hey, I am an unordained minister. Ministering to the masses weekdays from 6 to 10. I don't need to be ordained. My ministry speaks for itself. You are so full of it. It's spectacular. I enjoy that. Nope. No. Nope. Reverend Kenahan. You speak the truth as you see it and you get blasted for it. So be
0: it. I'm content. My maker is is satisfied with me. Catch DK and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
2: 975 1280 the zone, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Thank you for making us part of your day. Band of the day today is Queen, selected by Eric Walden of the Salt Lake Tribune and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Uh, the writers who cover the jazz have gone into the other room. We're expecting a press conference to begin here shortly. And when it does, you'll hear the details.
3: Every bit of it. And hopefully afterward, we'll have some of the uh, major
2: players, if we're lucky. We're hoping. So, the, uh, on the See my fingers? What are they, they right are now? Crossed. They are uh, mm-hmm. very much crossed. And uh, Zach will give us the the heads up when we're going to throw it to the press conference. But there was big news over the weekend. Gordon Quinn Snyder and the Jazz agreed to a contract extension. And <laughs>
3: what else would you do? I mean, this guy's one of the best coaches in the league uh I admit I like him personally. I think he's a terrific guy, but he is smart and everybody knows that. You know, I mean everybody around the league knows it. Obviously, Jazz uh front office folks know that, ownership knows it, and uh he he uh, he more than earned it, I'd say.
2: Well, I I think that's the most important the part right there. He's he's doing a really good job. Yeah. <laughs> he's really doing a good job, and if he wants to be here well, absolutely embrace that, Indeed. and uh, I think that's uh, that's nothing but good news for jazz fans uh, mm. coming out over the weekend. That yep. that he's going to be here, and he he's secure to go out there and uh, and and do what he feels is necessary to get the most out of this team. And and just that, an example, that's big news. Just an example of that. We were talking with Eric uh, about
3: his story that was in the Tribune, where Quinn was describing why it was taking longer for the defense to come along than the offense, and. It's filled with good sound logic, you know, and I think that's Quinn. It looks at the situation, examines it. There's certain things that he ha- that he has in mind that he wants to implement with his team, and it takes time, especially at the defensive end, because as he said, it uh, offense is instinctual and defense is
2: habitual. <laughs> you're, you're looking on the look on your face says, "Was that right?" <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes playing
3: defense isn't habitual because people don't get it in their minds as a habit. But the the uh, inner workings of what he wants for his defense uh, take time to develop. And it's like we talked about last week, Jake, that sometimes when you're a veteran player, you have to sort of root out what you've been taught over the past number of seasons and now do something different. That's almost harder than starting with a clean slate.
2: Not to mention, he probably has to adjust his schemes a little bit to to different personnel. We think about that on the offensive side. Well, now things are a little bit different on the defensive side as well. And I'm sure he's, he's going to have to figure out what schemes work best with this personnel. And there's, there's just a lot to do. I mean, we knew, we knew that was going to happen with all the new faces It's the camp, Had a completely different feel than last year when Mm -hmm. they they brought everybody back and familiarity was a thing. I mean, it's just different. It's not a matter of talent. This team is more talented
3: than it was last year. I would agree. Uh, And so what do you got to do? You got to get things. You got to get it uh, so that it's known almost by rote so that guys just do it and don't have to sit there and think about it. Because if you're playing defense in the NBA, think about what one second costs you. Mm Mm-hmm. If you have to stop and think about something for one second, you're beat. You're beat. So that's all it takes is that much of a, of a pause to, uh, to cause real difficulty. So, yeah, he got the contract extension as he should have. Are you kidding me? The chance would have been crazy not to re-sign right. him.
2: And so I don't know how much it was for. And do we know how long it was? Uh, no, I mean there's some speculation out there that it might be another two years. He has well, two years left. It, it might it, be another two on top of that. But um, sign that guy up for as long as you can. And he wants to be here. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you know, he he obviously enjoys his experience with the franchise. And and this this franchise really has has always empowered coaches and and then have been with coaches for the long haul, obviously with Jerry and, you know, Ty was a little bit of a of a different story and the, the franchise was going through a bit of a transition. And now with Quinn Snyder, the job he's doing, you know, he certainly can expect loyalty from the franchise. I
3: would expect that there are no the people who are involved in in basketball operations for the Jazz. These are strong minded people, as is Quinn. So. I almost admire it more when there are times where there probably is disagreement mm-hmm. about uh, what what should what should take place how how this thing should proceed and yet they're able to find a way to come together and take the best ideas and move forward with it so it's yeah it's a good day for jazz fans to know that their guy uh, Quinn Snyder is uh,
2: is going to stay with the team for the foreseeable future. I think it's it's part of the reason the players um uh, you know are excited to come here or or the buy-in with coach Snyder, I guess what I'm trying to say is is really big from a player's standpoint yeah. and I think that's that's something that that will be advantageous for the Jazz going forward. When
3: players want to come here to make themselves better, that tells you a lot right there. Yeah. And there's all kinds of reasons that players are bit by bit wanting to come here, but that's one of them for sure.
2: Well, it's why Emmanuel Moutier is here, for example. Yeah, his agent was like, "You need to get a little better if we're going to maximize this thing." Here's a coach that that can hopefully get you there. So, and by the way, the last preseason game, Moutier played really well. I think he he, he, he is going to be an interesting study. I think all he's season. I think he's kind of sneaky important actually. Mm. If he can, if he could really play well, especially depending on the role of Dante Axum. right, and and what he is or able lack to do, thereof. right, exactly, and so, and I think the bench is going to be something that we're going to have to keep an eye on, because they, the the reason they're bringing Joe off the off the bench and like that idea is because he's a playmaker, and that second unit needs somebody who can, you know, put a little a little scoring punch, a little playmaking punch out there, and if Moutier could be a playmaker, you're welcome. Uh, Let's go now live to the press conference. It is
5: my privilege to serve as this afternoon's host as we announce a valuable partnership with an innovative, community-minded company. We are very excited to share the news of an agreement with Qualtrics through the 2022-23 season. They are to be the exclusive fan experience, insights, and analytics partner for the Utah Jazz. Qualtrics has provided the Jazz with comprehensive tools and data capabilities to improve the fan experience. And we are reaffirming our shared pledge to cancer research through the Five for the Fight jersey patch. This is the only cause-related jersey patch in the NBA and proudly worn by our Jazz players. The Jazz, Qualtrics, and Five for the Fight have been partners for the past two seasons, and this announcement extends our agreement for four more seasons. While there is much more to come in this relationship, here is a look at some of the highlights in our Fight for the Fight campaign.
4: If you all stand with us in wanting to end cancer, let's light up this arena right now. Look at that.
6: It's been said that darkness magnifies the light and that the toughest tests can inspire the greatest resolve. And so, more than two years ago, when the Utah Jazz joined Paltrics and Five for the Fight to eradicate cancer, it sparked a vibrant partnership, matching a passion with a platform. That partnership is proudly renewed today. Qualtrics will continue to sponsor the Utah Jazz jersey patch through 2023. And they'll continue to donate that patch to Fight for the Fight Against Cancer.
1: When I see the Five for the Fight patch, it's another reminder of what our company is all about, enriching lives. We've all been touched by cancer, and this campaign is one I know our fans can get behind. We're very proud to partner with Qualtrics. I encourage fans everywhere to give Five for the Fight.
6: Thus far, Five for the Fight has raised more than $24 million and has accelerated the pace at which the best cancer researchers in the world can fight this indiscriminate killer. We are all... to fight cancer and remember the patch our players wear on their jersey is very unique the patch was and is the only emblem in the nba that recognizes not a corporation but a cause frankly it never occurred
7: to us that someone like ryan and qualtrics would come along and let's
4: use it for a cause related program like five for the fight Two years ago, we decided to sponsor the Jersey patch of the Utah Jazz, and instead of putting our logo on it, we donated it to Cancer Research through Five for the Fight. Together with the Utah Jazz and all of Jazz Nation, today we are here to announce that the Jersey patch for the next four years until 2023 will remain Five for the Fight, and together with all of you, Jazz Nation, we can create a cure. It is an honor
7: to be part of the Five for the Fight campaign. Together, our partnership has formed an innovative approach to fighting cancer. And because of our business relationship with Qualtrics, we are able to continue to raise the bar for our guest experience. Take out your phone, and what we're going
0: to do is fund research to end cancer right now. You're going to text the word CHAT.
6: Five for the Fight is more than a patch. It's a promise, a pledge. Cancer ends. Cancer ends with a show of hands.
5: Yeah, I agree. Thank you. Well, that was very powerful, but I'm very uh, honored to introduce uh, our next speaker, uh, Gail Miller, owner and chairman of the Larry H. Miller Group of Companies. Gail?
1: Well, that was a great video, and I am so impressed, Ryan, with with your heart and soul and the way you do what you do. I'm really proud to be affiliated with this campaign because it's true to our culture of enriching lives and doing good and giving back in the communities where we live, work, and play. And we're so proud to join with you as you do it with your company. I believe Five for the Fight is an inspired and groundbreaking use of a jersey patch that serves as a motivation to join the fight against cancer. As has been said, it's the only emblem in the league focused on promoting a worthy cause, not a corporation. I don't know if you understand how unique that is, but I'm very proud to be associated with it. Cancer affects too many of us, and this tangible con- with this tangible contribution, we can make a difference in preventing and curing cancer by supporting cancer research and education. As a business and community leaders, we all care about making the world around us a little bit better every day. I'm proud to be affiliated with Qualtrics and this campaign, and I encourage fans everywhere to commit five for the fight. Thank you, Qualtrics. Thank you, Ryan. And now I'll turn the time over to you.
4: Well, we're super excited uh, to, to be here today to make such a, a groundbreaking announcement. Um, when we first did this, it was a little crazy. It was a little unheard of. And I cannot thank the Utah Jazz enough for their, for their courage. This was something they had to go to the league to really present a new idea with. But if you look at this organization from the Miller Group to Steve Starks, to Dennis, to Quinn, to all of the players, it's a unique place. There's nowhere like it, and no matter what industry you're in, this is a top flight organization. I also want to thank Mike Mon from our team and Lori Kuhn. None of this would be possible without you guys as dreamers and every day you wake up willing to fight. Um, so we're, we're super excited. We're excited uh, that two years ago we made this pledge and we're excited that we can continue for the next four years. We set out a goal to raise $50 million. Steve and I were just talking about how we thought about 10 or 5 and that would have been a lot easier. But what's amazing is that we're halfway there after two years. And we're coming in. We're so grateful for all of the companies, not just Qualtrics or LHM, in this community who have rallied behind it. And we challenge everyone to do that. And also, we're incredibly excited to continue with the fan experience to make Utah the best place to walk, watch a game. So when people do come into the arena, and if you're a fan, um, that we can help create a, an ultimate experience that's like nowhere else in the league. And with that, um, we have a lot of gratitude for you guys. We're so excited um, with our employees worldwide. Everyone's a jazz fan um, today, and they are forever if they work at Qualtrics. <laughs> uh, but with that, I'll turn it over to the CEO of Larry H. Miller Group and Company, Steve Starks.
7: well. I want to thank Ryan as well for his incredible leadership and and Mike and Lori, everybody who's made this possible. Just quickly, a few years ago, we went down to Qualtrics one night to visit them and talk about this opportunity. And we wanted to partner with a company that was going to represent the best of Utah, innovation, technology, homegrown company. And Qualtrics fit all of that criteria perfectly. And when we came to an agreement What was astonishing to us is that Ryan said, rather than just putting our company's name on it, what if we used it as a a platform to raise money for cancer research? And it took it up another level beyond even the the Qualtrics partnership. And it speaks to, um, I think, what's really unique about our community. And in the end, we found that we were able to partner with the best of the best in terms of quality of people and Ryan and leadership, what's great about Utah. But also, this is the most innovative sports marketing partnership in the world. It's been named as one of the game changing ideas by publications and it's really unique and something that we're really proud of. And the fact that we're sitting here two years later and that Ryan and team have committed, even though you know they've partnered with another global brand and SAP to continue this and to build upon it only speaks to them even more. And so it's a team effort for us. You know, Dennis Lindsay's here, Justin Zanuck, David Morway, we're going to have some other guests in a moment. We take pride in this as an organization. It's something that we're collectively proud of, we've embraced. Our fans are proud of it. They're proud to be able to buy the jerseys, wear the jerseys, not only with their favorite team and player, but with the cause that impacts all of us, and we couldn't be more grateful and proud. And from a company perspective, we use the Qualtrics technology and platform to make us better we get better and um our fans have a better experience as a result of their technology and it's uh, it's a really cool um i guess just partnership between two global brands and uh, we're proud that people all over the world get to see the jazz and fight for the fight and that we can rally behind that and so with that uh, thank you again for your support let me just thank our internal team chris Baum has done an incredible job greg tanner Atumua, um, we're grateful for everything that you do and with that we're going to show you now Uh, a PSA that we've not shown before, but this will be shown in arena during games on television. And we hope this is a rallying cry to raise even more money for cancer research.
2: Listening live to the press conference here at Zions Bank Basketball Campus announcing Qualtrics renewing the jersey patch with the Utah Jazz through 2023. Uh, five for the fight. Uh, you, you're hearing from uh, Gail Miller, Steve Starks, Ryan Smith, uh, also uh, Jim Olson, president of the Jazz. We'll uh, go back now to the press conference. An important
5: number. We have five players on the court, five jerseys this season. We're joined today by five fighters representing cancer patients everywhere. Each of them is wearing the number five jersey. Today they are signing a symbolic $5 contract representing Five for the Fights invitation for everyone to give $5 in the fight for cancer. So we're gonna recognize each of our five fighters and they're gonna be joined by a special guest. Let's start with Dave Warren. Dave, come on up. Dave will be joined by Joe Ingalls. Uh, come on up. All the way to the end there, Dave. Okay, I'll try not to knock this off. Next, Danny Phillips. Danny, come on up. She'll be joined by Mike Conley. Okay. Wyatt Page. Wyatt, come on up. Rudy Gobert. All right. <laughs> there you go. All right. Okay. Next, we'll have Emma Houston. Emma will be joined by Boyan Bogdanovich. Come on up, Emma and Boyan. <laughs> And finally, Bailey Samro. Bailey, come on up, and she will be joined by Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> come on up. All right. okay. So now our five fighters will sign their symbolic contract. So go ahead and open up your folder there. It's a, a, a contract uh, representing the crowdfunding approach to giving $5 to the fight of, con- uh, excuse me, uh, fight of cancer. These fighters will be joining our team for the Five for the Five night on October 30th against the Los Angeles Clippers at the Vivint Smart Home Arena. Okay, the fighters will be on the court during the national anthem and lead the arena in a special third quarter moment honoring those who have fought and are fighting cancer. So each jazz player now hold up your hand, and you guys hold up your contracts, and let's get a, a photo off of that. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Now, on behalf of the players, uh, we're fortunate fortunate to have Donovan Mitchell uh, share a few thoughts. Donovan.
4: Just want to say, Bailey, I still have my my band on for you, so I still got it. <laughs> um, just want to say, on behalf of the players, coaches, organization, I know we're really excited to to continue wearing the fight for the fight patch, and um, we encourage everyone to continue support in 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 the fight uh, for for cancer. Uh, thank you.
5: All right. Thank you, Donovan, and thank you to all the players for being here. We're gonna have one more photo op. If I could invite Gail, Ryan and Steve back up on the stage with all the group that's currently here. They're gonna remove this table for a second and then we'll we'll jump in, in there for a photo op. You guys stay stay by your players.
2: All right, we're here live at the uh, press conference announcing uh, renewing the jersey uh, jersey patch for the Utah Jazz through 2023 uh, with Qualtrics. Uh, we'll step aside for just one moment. Uh, hopefully coming up on the other side, we'll have a chance to uh, talk to some of those uh, you just heard from. So stay tuned. It is a big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
4: Two years ago, we decided to sponsor the Jersey patch of the Utah Jazz. And instead of putting our logo on it, we donated it to Cancer Research through Five for the Fight. Together with the Utah Jazz and all of Jazz Nation, today we are here to announce that the Jersey patch for the next four years until 2023 will remain Five for the Fight. And together with all of you, Jazz Nation, we can create a cure.
1: When I see the vibe for the fight patch, it's another reminder of what our company is all about, enriching lives. We've all been touched by cancer and this campaign is one I know our fans can get behind. We're very proud to partner with Qualtrics. I encourage fans everywhere to give five for the fight.
4: Just want to say, on behalf of the players, coaches, organization, I know we're really excited to, to continue wearing the five for the fight patch. And um, we encourage everyone to continue support in, in, in the fight uh, for, for cancer. Uh, thank you. I just- It's the
2: big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, live with you from the Zions Bank Basketball Campus. You uh, heard uh, the press conference moments ago that uh, Qualtrics has renewed uh, their deal with uh, with Utah Jazz for the Jersey Patch, and of course to uh, continue the support for Five for the Fight. Joining us now, owner and chairman of the Larry H. Miller Group of Companies. She, of course, is Gail Miller. Gail, thank you so much for, uh, for a few minutes. Congratulations on the big day.
1: Thank you for the invitation.
2: Uh, we, we heard Steve Starks talking about how unique this is in the world of sports and, and uh, how important this fight is and uh, that's got to make you proud I would imagine.
1: I am extremely proud especially in this day and age where everything's about money and, and when you think about health there's no amount of money that can replace your health. So I'm really proud that that we've bought into this, that we are part of it, that Ryan brought it to us. I mean it's just it's a win-win. You,
3: you said it you said you said it, Gail. That uh, the patch. When people see the patch, it automatically you have a pen on your on your jacket. There. When people see that, it reminds them uh, about the cause, and it causes. Doesn't it make you want to reach into your pocket and, and donate yep. to, 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 to to beat the monster. This is the monster of our day, isn't it?
1: It is the monster. But five dollars is not that hard to do, yeah. and that's what's so neat about five for the fight.
3: And the fact that, and I'm not going to get into my opinion about uniforms and whatever, and people can put whatever patch they want, but the uniform is more than just, uh, you know, clothing. It's, uh, to the fans, it means, it's like a flag almost. And so to have that patch on the Utah Jazz uniform, it, it's every bit as noble as, as the uniform itself. Maybe more.
1: is a really good word and and i agree with you but the 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 uniform stands for something and then the patch adds to that and it's an additional commitment to the community and it it's just a worthy worthy thing
2: and I think Qualtrics, is, as a partner, they're such a, a great uh, example of the new Utah economy and, and uh, our community. I think that's kind of a, an interesting aspect of it as well.
1: Well, I, I agree with that. And I think Ryan, um, having gotten to know him a little bit, has such a pure heart and willing to do things to make the world better and in a position to do it and not wanting to keep it all for himself, but to spread it around and make a difference.
3: You know, when the players came in and they were standing behind the, the five fighters, those who have been afflicted with cancer, man, I'll tell you, that's uh, that got me a little bit uh, to see it. And the players all hold up their hand and you have your hand, you have a name written on it. It's, it's just cool to see people you associate with fame and money and talent and uh, all the all the things in life that are good standing there for, for the common folk, everybody that is fighting this disease. It's I don't know, Gail, just a great idea.
1: In reality, we're all common folk, and cancer comes in all sizes and shapes, as you saw today. And it, everyone needs a little bit of help.
2: Uh, we always ask the players at camp and, and that sort of thing how they feel going into a season. How do you feel going into a season? Do you get excited?
1: I'm very excited. I think it's going to be a great season. We we certainly have work to do, but the material's there. The coach is there. Can't be anything but good to me.
3: And the news came out over the weekend that Quinn Snyder has been extended. Gail, I remember having a conversation with you recently, and you uh, you paid a pretty uh, big compliment to Quinn Snyder. You got a good one there.
1: Oh, I agree. I think he's a really good coach and a really good guy.
3: And he's the perfect guy to sort of piece this together. Half the team
1: is new, <laughs> more than half. Yeah, yeah. And and he's up for the challenge. And I think he'll he'll do it. He's you know he's got the talent. He's got the desire. Knows how. Looking forward to a good year.
2: And you, as a, uh, the Jazz as a franchise, have always empowered coaches, and and, uh, I'm sure that's why Quint Snyder wants to stay.
1: Well, I think it comes from the top. I think knowing the kind of organization that we are and and what we stand for and how we want our team to be, and then getting the people that buy into that, it it works well. It it gives them a a bit, a, a little extra. To shoot for because they know that we're committed. They know that we're not going to fire him on a whim, and that we stand behind what we, what we are. And so I think that's one of the things about this team that that is um, admired in the league, and especially among our coaches.
3: Gail, uh, we recently had Jim Olson, the new newly named uh, president of LHM Sports and Entertainment and uh, the Utah Jazz, uh, and he complimented you. He said. Uh, not only are you a great team owner, he said you're one of the best leaders he's ever been around. Mm. And I have to say that I agree with that. What do you think Larry would think on a day <laughs> like today when you see these kids up there fighting cancer and the Jazz being behind it?
1: Well, I think this is right in Larry's wheelhouse. He had that kind of heart and soul as well. And uh, hopefully I'm doing things that he would be proud of. And But it, it's we were a team even... When he was here, so I learned a lot from him, and I'm just carrying on the legacy.
2: Well, certainly raising over $24 million so far for Five for the Fight is something to be very, very proud of. And uh, thank you, Gail, for a few minutes. We really appreciate it.
3: One other question I wanted to run by, Gail. I remember having a conversation with you once, and you said along the lines of learning Uh, how to lead you said that uh, Larry would sit in the bathtub and you'd sit down on the ground next to it and he would talk about the matters of the day and that this happened on a regular basis and that you learned a whole lot through that process can you give us a little hint of what you might have learned
1: well I learned a lot that way I learned a lot by watching him and we'd have a lot of talks at night late into the night in bed and uh, what I learned is that you have to pay attention to things as they come up. You have to be aware of the people around you. You have to know what your goals are. And I, what I learned from him was he had a vision, and he knew where he wanted to go. And I think to get where you want to go, you have to be able to see it. And for me, that vision is, is people. It was for him, too, but he had to worry about building the company. He's done that, now I can... Stand on that and do the fun things, you know. And so, having the vision of where I want to go is to have an organization that's world renowned, but family oriented, family valued, company values, um, just wholeheartedness. And it, I, I said to my CEO when we, the, the last, not Steve, but the one before, they said, Well, give us a little bit about your philosophy. I said, well, I can tell you one thing. People are a whole lot more important than money. (laughs) And I don't know if they totally understood what I meant, but you can make money by doing the right things if you have people who do the right things the right way. And that's what's important to me is teaching the values and having the courage to stand up for what you believe in.
3: I said to Larry once, uh, I said, what does what it make you great? And he said, I, exactly what he said, I see things that other people don't see. And then I said, what about Gail? And he said, she's smarter than I am.
1: <laughs> That's not true, but <laughs> he always made me feel good. So,
2: Well, Gail, it's uh, always a, a great p- privilege to have you on the show. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you.
1: Pleasure to be here.
2: Congratulations. Thank you. All right, we'll have more big shows straight ahead. Stay tuned right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.